0: You are listening to the Reality Steve Podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind-the-scenes juice on Katie's season of The Bachelorette and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 240. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Going old school here. You're going to like this one. Casey Kale. You all remember him from Ali's season of The Bachelorette. Then on Bachelor Pad. Maybe you do or don't remember him being on Couples Therapy on VH1 when he went on with Vienna. Interesting stuff, to say the least. So get to Casey momentarily. So as you know, we've got the spoiler is out. Uh, for the end of the season, but just the ending. I know about Katie, chose Blake, they're engaged. Blake Moynes, by the way, in case anyone was thinking Blake Horseman shows up this season. No, it's Blake Moynes. He appears next episode, and uh, he is the ultimate winner. Like I said, I don't know how it breaks down towards the end. You know your final four of Andrew, Blake, Greg, and Justin. I don't know how it gets from four down to one. That, that I have not given or heard the details on. But here we are. Uh, The biggest thing was the ending. And that's the biggest thing to me every year is to get to the ending. And right now, like I said, I'm working on Bachelor in Paradise spoilers. I'm hearing that um, we are very close, if not overnight dates happening last night. It's either last night or tonight. And uh, they should be out of there by this weekend. So hopefully by Tuesday's column, I will have some information. And honestly, if I find out who the engaged couples are, I probably won't wait till Tuesday. Probably tweet them out uh, as soon as I find out. So, and then get you everything. Hopefully I can get you as much as I can on Tuesday with the rest of your spoilers for bachelor in paradise. But there's a lot, like I said, there's almost 40 people that show up this season finding every single rose ceremony and making sure every rose ceremony is right. And who gave the rose to who might be tough to get every single one. I know a lot of them, uh, but it might be tough to get every single one, but regardless, um, one thing to update you on in terms of this, uh, the interview with, with Casey here, um, When we get to talking about couples therapy, Casey had a major breakthrough in couples therapy where he got about as vulnerable as you can possibly get on reality television talking about his childhood. And he didn't want to get into it in the podcast, but it's still out there publicly. If you watch the show, you know what happened. But if you want to Google it, you can. I'm going to include a link on um, my website today. Underneath uh, the link to Casey's uh, Instagram, there'll be a link to the article that basically has a transcription of what Casey said to Doctor Jen in that interview, and um, you know, you can you can check it out at the end of the podcast. I basically tell you what it is, but um, you know, going because I know when you're listening, you're like, oh wow, what what happened? What's he talking about? Because I'm look, I'm guessing a lot of you don't re- either didn't see Couples Therapy on VH1 back in 2012, or you just don't remember it. Uh, but Casey had one of the realer moments you'll ever get on uh, on reality television back then. And this was, you know, this is a guy that was teased a lot for his appearance on Bachelor and Bachelorette, or Bachelorette and Bachelor Pad, whether it was the, you know, his voice or, um, you know, the, the tattoo he got, the singing, trust me, we get into all that. But um, when we get to the couples therapy part, if you're interested in what his breakthrough was in couples therapy with Dr. Jen, go to my site today, realitysteve.com. Just scroll down a little bit underneath um, where the link to the podcast is, and just scroll down and you'll see the link to the article. I might even include it in that as well. Also, just to let you know, the reason we're up a, a little bit late today is because Casey just had a lot of stuff going on, and we actually recorded it this morning um, at, at 9, 9 a.m. Central Time. So I'm turning this around very quick. And we're gonna just dive right into it with Casey and I. You know, that's why it's up a little bit later than it, my podcasts usually are on Thursdays. So, without any further ado, let's go. Podcast number two forty. All right, let's bring him in. Uh, this is a blast from the past. A name that you um, definitely remember from this franchise. You first saw him on Ally season of The Bachelorette, and then on Bachelor Pad season two. It is Casey Kale. Casey, how you doing? what's
0: going on my brother good to hear from you man yeah it's Glad been a be here.
1: it's been a long time and you know i was thinking about this i don't even think as, as far as i know i don't think i've ever heard you on a podcast have you done a podcast talking no, about the show? you
0: know i just uh <laughs> you know I, I had a lot of opportunities man and you know with everything that i've been through you know at that point in my life i just kind of shut everything down and didn't really like want to do anything but you know when you reached out i remember when i first got off the show And kind of experience the first show that I did, uh, I actually reached out to you and uh, just to kind of see, you know, what all this was about. And you were the one person that I actually felt like I could trust. And, uh, you know, it's kind of cool. I just we we kind of became friends and we actually got to meet in L.A. Yeah. uh, Yeah, man. You know, it's just like talking to a friend.
1: I think I appreciate that, man, because you you were somebody that um, especially on alley season, you know, you ended up taking a lot of shit. (laughs) Um, and and, you know maybe some things rightfully so i I, you know i don't want to sit here and go over every episode that you were in because you know even though you haven't been on that's what i usually do with contestants like all right let's let's kind of go over your season or whatever but it was you know alley season aired in 2000 whatever it was nine or ten let's not even talk about (laughs) and and bachelor pad was um you know we we were talking pre-recording it was august of 2011 God, I've had a, I've had a couple guys on from your season. I've had I've had Craig on. I've well, Craig, had
0: uh, was it Craig your like doppelganger or something like that? Yeah, everyone thinks <laughs> that Craig and I are,
1: are, are twins. Um, yeah, I, I know I've had somebody else on from your season, but I'm blanking right now. Maybe not, but definitely Craig I had on. So. Um, you know, it was 10 years ago. We don't need to go over every single thing that happened on Allie's season. But I want to talk about the main things that happened with you on her season. First thing. Absolutely. The first thing that I'm sure everybody wants to know, and and, it, and it's a video that still makes the rounds today, is your, one, <laughs> is your one-on-one is <laughs> one date in New York, and then you guys take a helicopter yeah. flying around New York.
0: <laughs> and I'm then, on the helicopter. <laughs> yeah,
1: and then you um, land somewhere and have a little mini picnic and then you just kind of out of the blue started singing to her and i look oh because it's so out of the blue (laughs) yeah because it was it was obviously really when you watch the when you watch the scene again it's the editing is very choppy and yes
0: and if you actually watch it closely you could see that
1: (laughs) Allie's reactions are very choppy editing it's almost like they took a reaction from something else you said during that but what okay explain what happened To where it made it seem like you were just singing out of the blue to her. You know,
0: I mean, let's just be honest, man. I mean, it it was the whole thing is a crazy experience, right? You know, for me, I didn't really know what to expect. A little pre, pre, like prelude to that. You know, we were in New York, and uh, like something wasn't ready yet. And I remember, like, she had her producer with her. Um, I didn't have my producer with me at the time. Because there was like some kind of like hang up or something, so we ended up going to this bar, like in the middle of New York, uh, randomly, um, you know, and just had a beer. And it was the most awkward thing in the world. To where like we, there was like no conversation. And, like I was trying to have like casual conversation, and and then Ali looks at me. She goes, "So just save it for the cameras." And I was like, "Oh sh- shit, all right, <laughs> cool. Uh, I'll save it for the cameras." And so right then, at that moment, I was kind of like. Yeah, I mean, I guess this is just kind of how it's going to go. So just kind of, you know, have fun with it, right? So I just wanted to have fun with it and enjoy it. And, of course, you got the producers in your ears. You're like, oh, man, you should do this. You should do that. And, honestly, it was more like kind of like I was doing like a rhyming type thing, like a rhyming top, like fun, like goofy. Because I'm a cheese ball, man. I'm a hopeless romantic as it is. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to sing to her. It, there was nothing like, oh, yeah, I'm going to sing to her and, like, get a record deal. <laughs> you know, like, it was, it was – It was a funny little thing that I was definitely, uh, quote, encouraged to do, uh, like anything else. So I just kind of went with it. She got a kick out of it. It it was funny in the moment. Uh, And then when I watched the replay, (laughs) live, I was like, what the heck? Uh, That's not what happened. And that's not how it is. It was just whatever it was. So that's why at the reunion, I think, at the end of the season, I just made up another song to be funny so people could know, like, Dude, don't take that seriously. If you if you took that seriously, then I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, but it definitely made its rounds, and they definitely glorified it. And they, you know they they wanted they wanted it to look a certain way, and they did.
1: You know, one of the things that happened on your one on one date that I don't think has happened many times even since then, if at all, is you have a one on one date. And you know, every time you go on a one on one date, a rose is up for grabs. If you get it, you stay. If you don't, uh, you are eliminated. Yep. Allie Allie tells you on your one on one date. She hasn't decided what she wants to do with you, so you just show up at the <laughs> rose ceremony, and I'll let you know what happens. Which is just totally—I I, don't—I don't remember that happening since then. And no, nah, it's totally for show. <laughs> I was going to say, like, what were you thinking, or why did you know? Did a producer tell you behind the scenes, like, "Hey, this is what we're going to do"? Like, what was your thoughts? Well, at when this that point, at this point,
0: they realized I
1: was going to go with it
0: right like if you
1: really sit back and think
0: about it and if anyone that's been the show can tell you there's so much production behind the scenes yeah um i mean it's there's a lot more to get into that we probably will not even be able to have time to get into today but uh it's a it's a different dynamic right and 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 i and i and i i was definitely prepped i was definitely you know produced and um you know and i was i was basically a ploy there and i found that out and so when i found that out i just kind of went with it because i you know i knew that that's just what they wanted you know, but they would tell you things, they would encourage you things, they would say, oh, this is how it's going to be, it's going to look so good, you do this. And <clears throat> when I didn't get the rose, I was like, okay, cool, so I'm off the show or whatnot. And then, like, I just, at first, I was like, cool. And then when I found out that I was staying, because I had found out previous that that was going to happen. So I was like, well, holy crap, like, okay, well, then just kind of go with it. And then I went with it. and And, you know, and then. I don't know, like, it just, it was a weird, weird situation where I was like, well, cool, I'm staying, she obviously is not into me, you know that right away, right, like, you're not, in anyone's just at that point, so you're just either gonna go with it, or you're just gonna, like, take off, you know, but I was like, I'm here, I'm in the moment, I'm in New York, and next is Iceland, and, cool, you know, yeah, I think I think
1: you know. You mentioned this the thing about production and whatnot, and I've talked about it for years on this podcast about how production well, well, look, look, the role look, they look play. Look what
0: happened! Look what happened right next. Right? Yeah. All of a sudden, I decide to get a tattoo.
1: Yeah.
0: Right, like that's not how it works.
1: Well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, people talk about. I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't get a rose, so I wouldn't get a tattoo yet, because I'm not crazy. I think the. I think the thing that people and I guess they struggle with, or they don't understand, and maybe you can help the the listeners understand this better, and viewers of the show, is I think people have come to accept the fact, the show's been on, you know, 40, this is the 42nd season that's airing right now. Unreal, yeah. Bachelor, Bachelorette. Speaking of unreal. Um, (laughs) The the thing about it is people will say, like, yeah, well, production (laughs) can tell you to do something, and they can suggest things and tell you all this stuff, but ultimately it's on you. You're the one making the choice to do it, but yeah even that seems i don't know i I know that there are not not necessarily threats but kind of like threats of hey, if you don't do this, you're going home or you're not getting a rose or she' she's, yeah, she's advancing course. with other men, so you better do this or so it's not as easy as just saying just no. say no, just say no to production. What's your answer to people that say, well, why don't you just say no to them?
0: gotta remember and that's the thing you can't it's it's like yes, it's our decision to ultimately say no, no doubt. But you gotta remember the psychology behind all this, right? So they they play on your biggest characteristics and your and your biggest, you know, emotions, right? And that's what they want. And so, you know, if I'm there and, and I'm and I'm and I'm trying to vie for this girl's attention, right? Or whether I'm there for the wrong reasons or the right reasons, they're gonna know that. The producers will know that pre that you know, pre filming. And so they've already got a war board behind the scenes of where they want to take this character of yours, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so they'll, they'll they'll push things and they'll push the envelope and, you know, they'll encourage things. Like, I remember one time on The Bachelor Pie which I'm sure we'll get to, where, you know, I knew, like, Vina, you know, God bless her heart, man. She, she literally told me, she's like, no, no matter what you do, don't propose to me on, on the show. And I'm like, yeah, I, I'm not. Like, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> like, because she knew that that would have been their motives, right? Well, you know, sure enough, they're like, OK, well, we're going to buy you this ring. They, they do the whole promise ring thing. Right. And they go buy it. They go get it. They encourage it. And they knew exactly what was going to happen. And I was just kind of because I was like, oh, this is going to be bad. I knew it. And, and, and it was it was completely set up right for yeah. Vienna to act, you know, kind of the way that she did, because they knew that she didn't want me to propose on the, on the show. And I wasn't going to. But they said this whole promise rose thing to to get her to react a certain way that she did where i said hey this is my promise ring." before i even opened up the box or whatever she's like you're not going to propose are you and that's that's the exact reaction they wanted and they got it yeah you know and it just it's just and it made her look bad and it, it just wasn't fair and that's just kind of what it is they they push they push ideas and then like you know you get this a lot of people that go on the show they if they're if they're not in love what are they going to think they're gonna think, okay well maybe i can advance my career a little maybe i can get some exposure maybe i can go on bachelor pad or bachelor in paradise or be the next bachelor right that is so encouraged too it's like we never know man you can be the next bachelor oh you never know man you can be the next bachelor so you get these ideas put in your head and it's and it's and it sounds fun and sounds great you know uh but that's but, but the underlying motives is what they really want they want the they want the production of it all
1: yeah and we'll get to um We'll get to Bachelor I Par- uh, Keep saying Bachelor in Paradise because Bachelor <laughs> Pad was so long. But we'll get to Bachelor Pad in, in a in a second. I you, you hit on it real quickly with the tattoo. Obviously, another moment in the show's history that's just people are like, you know, the guard and protect your heart tattoo that you went and got in New York behind the guys' backs.
0: Oh, this will trip you out again. Yeah, this is, again, this, explain
1: this a- explain how this all went down. Why why did I've you? I've never get a tattoo? been able to tell
0: this story. Okay, go ahead. So it's so. Biblically, so go, the, the whole "guard and protect your heart" thing, right? That came from my grandma, who was my angel. She was my everything. I lost her a few years back. Um, you know, God bless her, man. She was the greatest thing, you know that, that 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 ever was a part of my life that influenced my life in such a great way. And I love, I just, I my grandma was everything. And she was very biblical. She was very spiritual. She was a God fearing woman. And you know, that was our thing. She's like, no matter what, Casey, you know, when you get married, when you find the one. Make sure you always guard and protect your heart, right? So that instantly has been a thing of mine for, for some time, right? So no problem. But um, I always knew that I wanted to get a tattoo to represent it, right? And it didn't necessarily mean it was for any woman. It was just for the future woman of, of my life. And the producers knew that, right? So they, they – <laughs> I remember right after I think the rose ceremony, right, where like emotions are hot, like – she just had basically sent me home where they broke right, and they paused it, and then you do these things called ITMs, which are in the moment interviews, right? And so they they broke us up, and um, I went to my producer, she went to her producer, and and then uh, one of the my producers, who I mean I don't I, I won't even say his name because I don't even want to, uh, but he to Sarah and said, "Yes, hey, you got to you got to prove to her, man, you really got to like." And I'm like, dude, I don't have to prove shit to her. Like she's we're both we've we've spent maybe five minutes together in the past sixty days. <laughs> like what do you mean proved to her? Proved to her or what? You should get a tattoo, man. I and mean, you should get a tattoo of of you know what do you think about that? I'm like, well, I and I've never had to, but I want to get a tattoo, and the tattoo that I want to get is for my future wife. And they knew this. So basically, I mean there was a <laughs> there was a deal that was struck. And this is a hundred percent fact. And not that, I mean, I, the tattoo that I got was for my grandma. It was never for any woman. Where, it was for the future love of my life, which is now my current wife, right, which now has our anniversary day around the actual tattoo. But it was just a heart and a shield. There was no, like, he was like, hey, people always come up to me like, hey, is, is, do you see that alley tattoo? I'm like, dude, it wasn't a tattoo for her, right? They made it look that way because I got a tattoo for the, the for the future love of my life, right, whoever that may be. And they just used it as their ploy right and you know we we came to a deal i literally told them i said listen if i if i go do this i'm i'm not leaving tonight and so that's when they rewrote the script and i stayed i'd stayed in new york (laughs) so that it's a very interesting dynamic i literally said i want to be here until i want to go to iceland (laughs) i want they they wine and dined me they took me to this fancy henry's steakhouse or something this This beautiful mad steakhouse in downtown new york you know, full full works everything. The next day, we got in a car, drove it, toured New York, found the tattoo spot. They paid for it. You know, I chose what I wanted. It was a heart and a, and a, and a shield, right, guard to protect your heart. That's me, right? That's 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 my future. Yeah, for my future wife, which is not my wife Amanda. And uh, that's how that that's how that <laughs> legit panned out. I mean, it was completely produced. It was a whole thing, and there was a there's there was deals that were made to go do it. And the, and, de- and the deal
1: uh, was, I'm doing this, but you're keeping me. That was the deal.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, there's more to it, but I don't, I'm not going to divulge anything else. But okay. basically, basically, yeah. I mean, literally, there was there was a deal that was made, and I I wanted this was the first tattoo that I'd ever wanted of my life, anyway. So why not why not get it paid for? Why not get all these things for, <laughs> to to actually get a tattoo and let and then let people believe whatever they want to believe. There was no, I mean, there was no tattoo for a girl. This tattoo is uh, this tattoo has meant something to me ten years. 20 years before the show, you know, so it was, it was a moment where I was like, you know, I'm going to be able to get the tattoo that I want and they could, they could do whatever they want. Cause I don't care what they think. I don't care. I don't care what, what all this even is. And even if you actually go and cut to the edit, uh, when I'm explaining it to Ali, I say the same exact thing. They just edit most of it out. I just tell her, yeah, I wouldn't got a tattoo when I was in New York. Not it had nothing to do with her. It just was for the, whoever the future love of my life was going to be whoever that may be yeah and so it was yeah that was it (laughs) there was there was nothing more nothing less you know and 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 it was a it was a cool moment and i got to stay until iceland i knew i was going home with with rated r that's that's the script we we all knew that rated r had a girlfriend back home too like we knew that that was coming and so i knew that the big moment hadn't happened yet so in iceland i was like well cool I'm, i'm going home i could I, I, I they made good on their deal, so they're probably kicking me off, and they're going to keep Justin. <laughs> and they did. I knew it though, <laughs> fine. So you
1: know? So the big thing was next trip, like you said, was Iceland, and they put you and Rago, Rated Rago, on the date on the two on one. And because you guys it had, by be- the
0: way, most most epic date of all time. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: no, you guys were on a glacier in Iceland. And a volcano. And a volcano. <laughs> and <laughs> like. It was wild. It was nuts. And you Dude, guys. We're looking
0: over, by the way. And by the way, me and Raider are actually like cool. Like I actually like Justin. I liked him. You know, it, when we argued on the show, it was all for show. I, I mean, me and him, we got along. We were cool. They they, they they, pit us against each other in certain moments. And, you know, when you drink that much on TV, you know, you, you, things are bound to happen or bound to be said. Yeah. But on that show, I remember I, I'm not joking. Like they didn't show in this. But I was helping him walk around. Helping him, like literally helping him as a crutch because he had that big old boot on yeah. on the volcano, so he didn't fall because it was so slip. It was crazy because we were on the volcano, and on the top of the volcano was icy, so it was slippery. And so I was literally holding this dude, making sure that he was cool and not going to fall down in the in the, in the dang lava. <laughs> <laughs> but God forbid they show us being cordial <laughs> or cool to each other. Yeah.
1: No, I mean that's and you know we've had some we've had some epic people get left somewhere on Peyton's season. She got left I on, a, on like an that. aircraft carrier. Um, later yeah. on after you, um, Olivia got left on an Island, um, but you get left. She, she keeps Justin and they leave you on a glacier. So yeah. obviously it's just a shot as they go away and they say, you know, we see one guy standing in the middle of a glacier. How long did you have to stand on the glacier before you got to leave? And then what was it like leaving Iceland at that point?
0: You know, at that point I was like, dude, this sucks. I got to drive back where they get to fly back. (laughs) That's (laughs) all I cared about. There's, I mean, behind the production, there's hundreds of people, right? There's cameras, there's crews, there's there's snowmobiles, you know, big old jeeps and stuff. I mean, they don't show you that. It just looks like I'm stuck on an ice, on an ice, on an ice, you know, on a glacier in Iceland. But uh, I mean, I was I was into a car in less than 30 seconds. You know, I went yeah. from after the filming, you know, I'm warming back up just fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 for it's definitely for a dramatic effect. I mean, people, I think that's one thing that people won't forget. That was the most dramatic departure, I think. That I've ever, seen. I granted, I haven't watched a season in, you know, 10 years, but, um, you know, I uh, I just remember seeing like, dude, this this is going to be, this is going to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can remember it was like, oh boy, I'm sitting there waving, you know, and I was, uh, I did like a recap with Chris Harrison, I think uh, last year uh, when they were doing like the uh, history moments or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I remember because uh, I own, I, I have a, one of those facilities and, uh, you know, where we do like cryo and chiropractic physical therapy all kinds of stuff we'll get into but like i was like man yeah you left me in that cold so i had to start a business a cryotherapy business about it so it was kind of ironic
1: we're, so wait I, I mean i watched all those episodes did you were you on the um did they use footage of you on the uh did were you interviewed for the best of season or the, the... yeah oh yeah i okay. had my little son
0: on there and everything amanda amanda that, came on and. Yeah, that's right and, that's right okay. you know and that I think it was the last one that Chris Harrison might have
1: done actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> guys, um, terrible. Dude. Um, we've got okay. So that all happened, and that was your, basically your last, uh, your last thing on, um, yeah, on Alley season. Um, now that I kind of think about it, so Bachelor uh, Bachelor Pad starts up. That you were on the second season, and yes. you go into Bachelor <laughs> Pad season two. You were in a couple. You were coupled up with Vienna already. You guys were dating at that time. Yeah. Now that we're I think really about good it. it that obviously, thing. social media was not what it is today. Back then, were you oh, were you were you one of the first couples that like cross seasons had met up? And I mean, obviously, people had hooked up before, but I don't know if there were any. Not
0: like that. Not yeah. like that. I think where, we were the first. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So you guys I go think on that the
0: first to kind of cross and. Well, also at that point too, it was the first time they started doing the bachelor reunions, right? We're all, yeah. you know, we got a bunch of people that have been on TV that, you know, a bunch of, a bunch of guys and girls that, uh, all pretty people, um, having a good time and drinking and partying. And that always leads to something. And, um, you know, I remember, I remember meeting Vienna at one of the, uh, the parties and she was upset and I remember walking her back to her room, making sure she was cool. And, yeah, we we started, you know, seeing each other from that point on. Like, you know, she was going through something, and I was trying to be there for her. And I literally walked back to the hotel. Everyone else was partying, and, and made sure she was cool. And then went back to my room, and and then we exchanged numbers. And then I texted her to check up on her, and we just, you know, next thing I know, I'm coming to L.A. for the next reunion, and I'm staying with her. You know, it was a trip, man. It happened pretty fast, uh, actually.
1: Yeah. So when Bachelor Pad Two started, like I said, you guys were dating, but the big thing was. And I think I remember you telling me this back in the day. Vienna might even told me this as well that time that I met you guys was she basically agreed to do Bachelor Pad as long as she knew production wanted to bring Jake on the show, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, she's absolutely right. Yeah,
1: and then they, I guess, production told you, "Oh, no worry, he he, he ain't coming on. He's not going to do it." And then all of a sudden, they told us the
0: entire time he wasn't coming on. Yeah and promises then, promises promises promises
1: and then they and then they bring them on so are you so you're immediately from the get-go you're pissed that you're doing that well
0: show. no i knew at this point i needed to adjust right because i mean i'm a i'm a business guy you know i'm, I'm and i you know at this point i'm thinking to myself okay i know because i know production right like i know what they want they want they either what they want is they want to see me and jake have major drama or what they really want and I found out real quick that they wanted me off the show first 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 day. So I had to make alliances and I had to and I had to become friends with everyone that I possibly could on that show, which all were great people. I, I had met quite a few of them and everyone was great people, but I knew that if I didn't make allies, <clears throat> I was gonna be off the show because they were gonna do everything they could and they threw everything at me, man. The producers threw everything at me to get me off that show night one, and I beat them. And I will tell you that right now. And and, and they wanted Jake and Vienna to either have like a recap while I'm gone, right? That would have been very dramatic. Yeah. Or they wanted big beef, be- or they wanted a big blowout, right? Those were the two directions of, of, of what they wanted to see. And I didn't give them either. So, <laughs> you know, I, I think, you know, it was just an interesting... Way for them to do it, but I mean the the you know the the physical events. I mean they literally put every obstacle in front of me to lose, and we didn't. And I was really proud
1: of that. But they didn't. But Vienna wasn't happy, right? She was pissed. That oh, was dude, there. when they, yeah, no,
0: Vienna was pissed. You know when you know when she found out that he was going to be in the show, she was like, "This is bullshit." She she wanted to withdraw. Yeah, and I was like, "I'm not going to be intimidated. I, I'm cool. Like I, you know, I'm we can we can win this. Like we we could win this and you know and have." 250 grand, you know, <laughs> to, to help with whatever, you know, I mean, it was, it was, it, for me, it was an opportunity to go in there and, and compete. I'm a competitor. I love to compete. Yeah. And I knew that we can go and compete. And so I said, you know, let's just do it. Like, who cares? I got you. I got you. We'll, we we not, we will not let them do anything to us. We'll not let them interfere. And, you know, and the only, and, and, <laughs> you know, I can only, I can only sit here and, and, and think, you know, I'm thinking of production, they're probably going to Jake, you know, Jake probably didn't want to come on that show. He was like, dude, I don't want to be on there with, with my ex and Casey and who knows what's going to happen. But I can guarantee productions like Jake, this is a chance for you to look good. You know, you'll you'll come out on top, you can you can go there for the right reasons to make amends, yeah. you know, and, and be this all American guy, which is probably exactly what, you know, got him on the show, you know, and that's, because that's all he was trying to do was try to make amends, and you know I didn't care. I'm like, dude, we're not here to make amends, bro. Like, you know, it's, I don't care. You know, he chose he chose someone else. <laughs> like, she's not going back to him, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah, and he ended up he ended up self eliminating, right? Didn't he just leave the show because he said this just isn't for me, or did he? No, he got voted off. Oh, he got voted off. Okay, I didn't. Yeah. I, I couldn't remember if he got voted off or whatever, but yeah. he um. You know, this is. I mean, Vienna had every reason to not want that guy on the show because this is after their public, you know, interview yep. with Chris Harrison in the backyard Chris of the mansion Harrison. where Jake yep. almost threatened to basically hit her. Um, <laughs> you know, and he raises his voice to her on national television, just yeah. kind of showed you like she had no, she had every right to be scared. And I think when she came on the podcast, she talked about how yep. he he scared her, like she was not. She told offended. me that too. Like you know, she
0: told me he just you know he got weird and you know. I you know, relationships are always relationships, man. And, and, you know, these relationships, you know, on TV are just accentuated, right? I mean, you have like this appearance to and this perception to achieve every single day. And, you know, then you're put into party situations where there's a lot of alcohol and, and, and pressure to, to make everyone like you. I mean, there's such a psychological imbalance between all of this. And, and that's, And unfortunately, that's what production plays on.
1: You know, when season two aired, I think the biggest... I mean, outside of the Vienna, Jake, Casey thing, uh, the other big thing that season, Holly and Michael ended up winning the season. However, at the finale, Blake proposes to Holly, and Michael was Holly's ex. (laughs) What did did you make of the whole Holly, Blake, Michael situation during that season?
0: Man, you know what? They were... It sucks because I actually got I got really cool with Blake. I liked Blake. I thought he was a cool dude. I still think he's a great dude. And and Stag, I mean, dude, he's just a good old boy, you yeah. know. Like, and Holly's just the sweetest. I, I you know I got to hang out with Holly before all this all the pasture pad stuff went down, and she's just the sweetest. And and it was it was really cool, you know. Not and being able to like see that happen. You know, at first glance, I'm thinking, okay, this is that. I mean, that that feels a little too soon. Like that feels like production and. You know, I'm sure they got in the ring and and, and, and and encouraged it a lot so they could get it on TV and yada yada. But with that being said, I do think their love was real because Holly was really committed to Blake. And, you know, with, with Michael, with Stag being there and her still being that committed, it does show that she really did love Blake. And Blake is a good – he's just a good old boy too. Um, and I, I – I, I think I'm so happy that it worked out because I really do believe that that is one of the very few rare connections that I've seen come from that show in general. Yeah. And, and I do believe that, that, that Holly and Blake, you know, I, I mean, I, I still follow them on Facebook. I, I think they're doing good. I don't, we don't check in like we used mm-hmm. to. I'd love, I'd love for that to happen. Um, they're still married to know. this
1: day. If I'm not mistaken, I believe they're yeah, still that's married. what I'm saying. So like yeah.
0: they are one of the true genuine like relationships that have come from that show and I like I, again. I will say, man, watching it take place, you're kind of like, man, she is really like because that's hard, man. You're you're literally on a show with your ex, and all you want to do is make it work. And now she's with another guy, dating another guy. I mean, and she's stay, and she's staying strong to it, and you can see the turmoil. I mean, I remember talking to her, like she was so torn up about it. She was like, man, I feel so bad for, for Stag, but I really like Blake, and I'm it was it was it was crazy because. She was she stuck to her guns, and and it was and I mean, it, as far as the show antics go, I was really impressed. I was really impressed with that.
1: Yeah, I think you know what happened was it seemed like you know just looking back on it now, they really were ramping up the let's bring people who have exes on because they had the whole <laughs> Jake Jake and Vienna on your season, and then Michael and Holly and Michael. Obviously, I'm assuming I shouldn't say obviously. I'll just assume that both of them knew the other one. Was going to be on that season because they were broken up, and she had no idea that she would fall for Blake. But she knew they both knew that they were going to be on, and they just decided. I guess, well, maybe, maybe this because maybe I'm trying to remember because this is ten years ago. But yeah, I think (laughs) if I'm not mistaken, wasn't Michael going on that show because he was still into like Michael using that show as a way to possibly get back with Holly? Wasn't he the one? Okay, that's what it was. Hundred
0: percent. He made it very clear too. Okay. Very
1: clear. All right. Yeah. So he went on the show wanting Holly, and maybe she was open to it at the beginning, but then she meets Blake, and it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Like That's
0: I, exactly what happened. Okay. That's exactly what happened.
1: Interesting. I mean, and, they, yeah. and it's weird because, you know, they end up winning, and it's, you're supposed to have this happy moment where you split $250,000, but yet, you know, be, right before, 10 minutes before they won, the, the voting that they won, She's getting, you know, we had seen a video clip of Blake proposing to Holly, and it just—I yep. know it didn't sit well with a lot of people. It's no way, dude. Tough situation to be in.
0: <laughs> I mean, for me, I'm like—I knew that. I knew that that she really was in love with him, and, and and I knew that he really was falling for her. I we didn't touch we didn't touch base in between that little small gap because you know they don't. I don't, I, don't, I don't remember. Maybe we did. I think maybe we did like a charity event or something together I remember seeing them together and then I was curious about how that was going said so the fact that they were still together I was like man, they're really gonna make it and yeah and then first first thing in my head goes oh he's gonna propose for the show they're (laughs) (laughs) in my head I'm like they're gonna get to propose for sure I knew it I think I saw him too before before film on the on the uh, uh, you know the tell all or whatever the the reunion yeah a bachelor pad I was like dude you proposed her, didn't you? I that was the first thing I said, to him he just laughed at me. And I knew it. I was like, "Oh shit, it's gonna happen today!" <laughs> and sure enough, dude, yeah. No, that you was... just can kind of predict it, man. You just you can. I mean, you you just really can.
1: I mean, look, we know, especially whether it's whether it's especially now with where they've turned it from Bachelor Pad into Bachelor in Paradise. I was actually running the numbers yesterday because we're getting to the end of the current pa- pa- Paradise season that's filming. And I'm just yeah. trying to think in my head, like who's going to propose? And I said, what's been the what's been the proposal rate at the end of Bachelor in Paradise? And <laughs> for the couples that made it to the end, and there's been six seasons already, and there are 17 couples that made it to that final day after they had their overnight, and they get to that final altar, and they've had 11 out of 17 have ended up getting engaged on
0: wow. Paradise.
1: So they I mean, we know they pushed for it. They want it because it
0: doesn't. There you go, and that's <laughs> proof in the pudding right there, man. Yeah,
1: and I mean. They want their audience to get invested for X amount of weeks. And then if they just have two people at the end that are like, yeah, let's let's hang out. Let's date. It's just it's not a payoff, you know. And so we know that they push for it. Um, I want to move. I want to move on next to a show that I don't know how many people were aware that you guys (laughs) were even on. But it was honestly one of my favorite shows to watch back in the day. And that was Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen on VH1. And you and you and Vienna went on season one of couples therapy and so you guys were yeah you guys were the guinea pigs of of that show they ended up being ended up being six seasons of that show but you guys were on the first one and it was you know basically couples therapy and at the time if i'm not mistaken you and vienna were not a couple but you went on to work on your behavior or can you admit 10 years (laughs) after the fact this was Look, man, this is just a straight cash grab. Like we just we were offered it, we wanted to do it. Like, what was it with you guys going on that show?
0: Man, dude, I got chills. Um, this was a tough one, and it still is to this day because that was by far the most like, like it was was the most real part, real show that I was a part of. And when I say real, I mean like ten (laughs) percent, you know. But it was, it was real, and and I was on there with DMX, man. God bless him, you know, rest his soul, man, but. DMX impacted my right. life from that show immediately, and uh, we became cool. And you know, we hung out after the show. I came to what, I came to his shows. Like he was a he was a big influence, um, positive uh, uh, for my life. And I want to say that first and foremost because he was a good he was a great man. Uh, uh, but anyways, moving forward back to the show with Doctor Jen. Doctor Jen was phenomenal. I still talk to Doctor Jen to this day, and she helped me through a lot of different things. Um, there's a lot that we can cover on this basis, but yeah. reality TV is not always so reality. Right. And, and when you kind of realize that it kind of can mess with your head and it kind of changes you, right. You become this, this person that has to please everyone. I mean, if you get these body complexes, right. Like, you know, I, yeah, I was in great shape because I was getting paid to be in great shape. Right. And so if I didn't hold this standard, I was very insecure or I, I held it against myself and may not have always been the best person that I possibly could be. Right. And with Jen, she helped me realize that. So that, that's why that was the last show that I ever did. Um, but being on that show at first, I'm not going to lie. It was definitely in my head, a cash grab. Yeah. It was really weird. Um, I'm just going to be honest. You know, I, I'm, I, I, I'm very vulnerable these days. Like I'm very honest. Like, I could write a book, man. Like I really, I really, I probably should, to be honest, um, about a lot of the other things that uh, you know I can't even get into on this on this show. But um, I uh, I got there and I remember texting. We were not we were not together. She'd already moved back uh, to Florida. I, I was moving back to Fresno. Um, we just decided to part separate ways. You know, I think I think we. I mean, I think she was a great person. I I, I you know people always gave me a lot of crap about her. She. She had her moments right she wasn't always the nicest, but she i I feel like she always had a good heart um, and her and her you know intentions were pure uh, but she was also a businesswoman you know she was smart and she wanted to she wanted to further advance her career and whatever that may have been and I think after that show we finally decided that that was going to be it and so it was kind of like a final like all right cash grab you go your way I'll go my way right but I remember <laughs> i got we got to the hotel at filming and she texted me and I got all the feels, man. And I, and I literally, I invited her to my hotel room. Like she, she, we, we, we weren't even supposed to know where each other were. Right. Cause when you film like you're not supposed to be together yeah. regardless. Right. She came to the hotel room. We stayed the night together. And I instantly was like, well, shit, maybe we can make this work. Right. Like, I, like, honestly, I I literally was like, you know what, make maybe, maybe this, maybe this will be good for us. Right. We hadn't seen each other in like, you know, quite some time. Like, and it like fell right back into place, and I was like, "Oh man, this kind of this is, this is weird." And then, you know, we get on the show, and then, you know, we meet a bunch of awesome people, a bunch of great people, had so much fun. Um, and then, you know, you got into the feels of it, right? And then we got into the psychology of it, and then we started talking about my childhood and, yeah. and my realizations, and I had some breakthroughs, and you know, it's and, and because of some of those breakthroughs, it's made me a better man today. But I still have to deal with a lot of stuff that I've had to deal with from being on that show. You know, stereotype judgments. You know, people hating on you. Keyboard warriors out there, man. You feel like, you know, you're constantly kind of looking over your shoulder, like is that person making fun of me because I used to I sang some song on TV? Like it messes with you, man. And people don't realize that that's not really who you are. You know, your TV personality, no matter how they want to make it, no however they want to portray it, there's not one person that's that's that really is showing them true self on TV because there's so much edits, sound clips, sound bites. It doesn't matter that they, they, you are who you want who they want you to be on TV right it's it's just it's just the nature of the beast that's why they make you sign on these contracts yeah um, but you know for me it helped me I really enjoyed the show I really enjoyed dr. Jen it actually really did help and I remember the producer one of the producers uh, Damien he was just a good guy and he and it was cool because he was a, it was the first time that I felt like a producer had my best interest Damien Sullivan, that's right and, and he literally he cared about what was happening on his show. He wanted it to work. He wanted me to have the breakthroughs. He wanted people to see the raw and vulnerable side of us, and I appreciated that. And he wasn't encouraging me to do something outlandish or, or you know, funny or something to be made fun of. He, he genuinely was like, "Just be yourself, man. That's how. That's that's all we're going to show on TV." He was very, he was very encouraging with that. So I appreciated that because it was a complete difference. I mean, I always tell people, if you want to know how. Bachelor, Bachelor, production is watch the watch the watch the uh, show Unreal. Yeah, like uh, it's a lifetime series. You watch that. That's what that's that's what happens. Like maybe not to that extreme at all points, but it's it's pretty accurate.
1: Yeah, I mean the storylines <laughs> were exaggerated. Nobody's ever thrown themselves off the top of the mansion and killed themselves. Correct. but
0: well, but, we can talk about that. Yeah, but that's a whole different conversation that I'm not ready to get into because there's been quite a few. Anyways, I don't want to get into that. That's too yeah. much for me right <clears> now. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, I totally. And I know where you're going with that. Um, yes, but. Yeah, Unreal. I mean, the reason Unreal is so much like The Bachelor is because the creator of Unreal worked on The Bachelor for nine seasons. So all they did was take their <laughs> yes. experience of of working on it and put it into a TV show, and then exaggerate it. Um, you know, certain things uh, for the television aspect. But for those that don't remember, season one of Couples Therapy, um, the the, the couples that were on it were Angelina from uh, uh, Jersey Shore and her boyfriend at the time, Chris. She's well not, I actually got
0: to talk to I talked to Angelina maybe a few weeks ago when 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 DMX passed. And oh really? She's doing great too. Super proud of she's she's continued her career and she's yeah. and she's flourished it. I'm super proud of her. Angelina's actually a really sweet girl too, that has never really gotten that edit, you know, or whatever you want to call it on Jersey, sure either. She's a sweetheart.
1: Um like you mentioned DMX and his wife at the time yep. to sure Um mm-hmm. Linda Hogan, Linda Hogan and Charlie Hill. She was 20, 30 years older than Charlie. He was 52. Yeah. He was 23 yeah. at the time. I don't think they're still together. I'm, no, I, they're not. Okay. And then uh, Riken and Rodney. Um, I don't know. Yep. I don't think they're still together. But No. Um, but, yeah, those were, the, those were the five couples. And I, I think the biggest thing, you had mentioned it briefly in your last answer, was – you had a breakthrough that season that um, is still, I believe, is still online. I think you can Google it and look. it It is,
0: up. yeah, it is.
1: Um, you had a, uh, there was an incident where you um, had seen, I think it was, you, you saw a text message on Vienna's phone, and it kind of, and it kind of set you off. But then you had a a one on one session with Doctor Jen where you kind of yep. broke down what happened. They get, you know, she dug deep into your childhood, and there was a lot yes. of stuff from your childhood that ended up coming to the forefront. I don't want to say it for you, but do, do you want to talk about it? Um, just what you said on the show and kind of where you came from?
0: You know, that's a lot. I think that's a, lot, a little too much for this early in the morning. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, you know, let's just put it this way. Is, you know, I had a really good breakthrough. And yeah. Uh, a lot of things that, you know, I mean, we all go, we've all gone through trauma, man, one way or the other. You know, we, we've been through ups and downs in life. And I've had some I've had some rough moments and uh, they've been very hurtful to me in my childhood and, and continuing to do so. Right. Like the trauma d- just because your childhood is over doesn't mean that it stops. Yeah. And, you know, I have I've been through quite a bit that you know I needed to talk about. It. I never talked about it. Right. So being able to talk about it, you know, on TV. I did get a ton of support from a lot of people that were like, dude, thank you for opening up about that. I've always been scared to because I never did, right? I never opened up about certain things like that. I, and I still have a little bit of problems today trying to open up about things, but you know, I, have worked through a lot and you know, I still see an amazing therapist out here. I still talk to Dr. Jen, you know, cause I want to better myself every single day. And I, I think that show started that and it started to get me out of the, the the tv world that just wasn't for me man and, and dr jen helped me with that And she was like it's like you know there's certain things that some people can handle and there's certain things that some people can't and you know with with where you're at in life i think you're finally realizing that you know you don't want to be a part of this red carpet tv reality thing and she was right i didn't it was it was wearing on me so hard and you know i gave up my career for it and you know, it, I gave up my life for it, man. Like I did, you know, and and I gave up my life to be out there with Vienna at that point in my life. And it's just, it's just, it's just, it was just wild. Was such, that was such a wild experience, you know, it really was, because you were you were there for quite some time and stuck in a house, no alcohol, no nothing, and you know it's it was serious right it wasn't like hey let's wake up and start drinking and take shots and go sit in the hot tub and make fun of people (laughs) like that's it was a completely different experience and it was it was good for me and it was really good It, it opened up a lot of of doors for me to be able to let things go and to really understand like you know what Vienna was a was a good person but she wasn't right for me at this point in my life and I and I learned to finally let go because it was hard for me to let go of all of that. Right. I I was trying to fight for something that wasn't fighting for me. Um, and, and and that's when I made the decision like, OK, this is this is the end. I'm going to go be me uh, after this after this show.
1: Well, you know, you mentioned about the show itself and, and reality TV in general and that particular show. Is, like you said, it's it's way different than what you did on Bachelorette and Bachelor Pad, where it's all about partying and having fun and drinking and whatnot. Correct. You know, while it is still a TV show that it was, you know, Couples Therapy yes. on VH1, on so, 100%. It's, that particular show is a lot more real. Like you sitting one on one with Dr. Jen opening up about it your real. childhood
0: is, real as is, it gets. is
1: not, yeah, it's not for show it wasn't fake it wasn't a storyline that you had to go along with like they didn't make up the storyline and said hey Casey we are get this is going to be your character on couple this season of couples therapy no you correct you so that's where it's different now while there's still reality tv aspects to couples therapy to make sure that you know every episode ended with some sort of cliffhanger or someone threatening to leave or <laughs> something like that <laughs> yeah. the actual, you know i think i think on the in the opening dmx when he checked in his storyline or his thing was, I don't want to be here because wait, you're not going to let me do drugs and drink here. Like that was the yeah, thing.
0: he couldn't he couldn't smoke, he couldn't smoke, and he couldn't drink, and he was he 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 didn't, was that. he didn't want that at all. There, you know, and, that, and I'll say that too. Like, let's not get it twisted. It was still a show. Yeah, they still brought back Vienna's ex boyfriend, which I knew she hated, but they created that storyline to make it dramatic, and they knew they, that I would react that way, and. You know, be like, why are you bringing him here? We're supposed to be working this out together. You know, why Why is he here? You don't love him. I know you don't <laughs> type of thing, you know. And, and maybe they had been seeing each other, you know, or during our break. I don't know. But that's still part of the show, right? That's still part of the production of any show. And it, like I said, even though the couple therapy was the most real show that I was, it's there's still moments of production on there, too.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, look, I, I watched it. Uh, when, you know, when it aired, I think I, I, I'm, I'm almost positive and I could probably go back in my text messages all the way back to 2012, whenever this was airing. I know after I watched the episode that I had texted you and said, man, that was tough to watch.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. And I know that I appreciated it. Yeah.
1: It was, um, you know, people, you know, you were bullied in a sense, uh, you know, from the bachelor appearances, people love to make fun of you. Um, yep. You know, and,
0: and I learned to laugh at it, right. I had, I did have a choice and sometimes yeah. it's not always funny, you know, and I did, and I did to do that too. Cause I didn't go on there to sing a song or to serenade or to, you know, do some of the things that they made it look like that we did, you know, and that, and that goes for a lot of people on that
1: show. Yeah, no, it was, um, you know, for, for people that want to go look at it, it's um, you can Google it. I, I, you know, you and I don't need to dive into it. You know what you said on the show. But I know that people listening right now are going to be like, I, I'd really like to know what Casey is talking about. Um, and if
0: anyone wants to, feel free to reach out. Man. I'm as open as, as we can be. It's just we don't have much time and I want to yeah. cover at least the stuff that we can't. That, and that goes into some some deeper conversations that, you know, the people that people that I want people to hear and I want to be open. And maybe that may or may not help someone that has been through a certain similar situation someday.
1: Yeah. And, um, you know when when people listen to this i will i will include a link to a story where it, it basically has the transcript of the conversation gotcha. with jen and they can just click on that and and do that um cool so after that ended so you were at, at that point you were done with reality tv or had anybody else did you have any opp- other opportunities after that did did they ever ask you to come down um did bachelor people come to you asking you to maybe do paradise or what happened yeah, after yeah a couple, couple of ceremony?
0: times yeah, I mean there was a couple offers, I mean, not even just from the Bachelor franchise, but I mean some more reality T V and I just didn't entertain it. I I needed to go home and and figure out my life. Yeah. And, you know, that's what I did and and, 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 and in a very short amount of time, that's when I met the love of my life. Amanda, who I've been with for, you know, nine eight, nine years now. Uh, married for five, coming up on six and that's when I knew that I just she was she was the one man like that was it for me like when I met my wife I just there, it was it was a different feeling it felt real yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean it felt real not produced and um you know she she's been a rock of mine man she's been the greatest thing that's ever happened to me and and, and gave me my only son uh, my firstborn son here last year during COVID and um you know I yeah I I had several other offers I turned everything everything down I mean. It just wasn't for me anymore. It didn't feel right. It didn't feel good. It didn't feel like... It didn't feel fun being a meme or, you know, a video that I have to hear from my friends and family say, you know, hey, sing the helicopter song. <laughs> like, hey, <Yeah>. no. <laughs> like, I, like, I didn't sing it to begin with. I was just trying to play a little fun rhyming game, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I want, you
1: know, it I, was. I wanted to talk... I mean, I, I haven't spoken to you in a while um, since all this, you know, pretty much went down, but... You mentioned your wife, Amanda. How did you guys meet? I know you guys, you said, been together about eight or nine years now, married for, you got married in 2015, right? That's yeah. I mean. um, how did you meet Amanda? And when you met Amanda, was she aware of Bachelorette, bachelor Pad, Couples Therapy, Casey? Did she know about any of that?
0: So, So her friends knew, right? She didn't actually know too much. You know, so ironically, man, it's kind of a long story, but to make it short, when, we first met when I opened up one of my first businesses here back in Fresno. When she was like 17, 18, she was a hostess at this local, this local place um, where we had this magazine release party. One of my first businesses that I owned, California Fighter Magazine. Uh, we had these release parties, you know, with thousands of people show up, and it was really fun. Um, she was a hostess at the front, and I mean, we, we were doing like, you know, a presser or something, and talking about, you know, one of the fighters that were there. And so I took a break up at the front. And I was like, man, it's in a minute. So I went up to like the hostess stand, saw her there. She was reading a book. And I was, and I, I had said something funny. I said, man, it is packed in here. I go, what is going on here tonight? <laughs> Just being funny. And she goes, I don't know. Some some jackass is throwing a party. <laughs> <And> I was <laughs> like, and I looked at her, I smiled. And then my right then and there, uh, my partner Brandon came in. He's like, hey, bro, we got to do this interview with Fox. Like, come out here real quick. I was like, all right, cool. I'll be right out there. I look at her she's her eyes are big. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, by the way.
1: I'm the jackass. I'm,
0: I'm the jackass. <laughs> and she just died, dude. Now, it's kind of ironic because we had a couple more meetings. Like Now, fast forward, I go on TV, this, that. We actually, me and Vienna come back to our hometown to film for Bachelor Pad. And she was uh, out of college at this point. I think she was like 23 or 22. And um, uh, she was bartending at this place called the World Sports Cafe uh, that's no longer here in Fresno. But uh, it was there, and me and Vienna went there to, uh, you know, have a couple drinks and have lunch or something like that. And she was our bartender. And like, you know, I never put anything together. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't remember her until we were together. Until we actually started talking about our other little instances where we met, right? Mm. Well, Vienna, she was serving Vienna and I, and uh, something happened with a bill, and Vienna got so pissed and was like, kind of rude to her a little bit. <laughs> and I was like, listen. I'm so sorry. Here, just take my card. Just take care of it. I, I apologize. Like it's it's okay. It's all good, right? And so, um, fast forward again. You know, I get back, get off the show. I come home. You know, I I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, I, I'm starting. To, I start a new business, and you know, and I'm this. I'm, I'm an ambassador of a, of a health and wellness company, and um, you know, I'm I'm sitting. I'm, I'm coming home. I'm 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 getting into my new house, and uh, I go to lunch with one of my girlfriends. Uh, one of my best girlfriends who was helping me unpack and stuff. And, and then here comes Amanda. She walks into this little cafe and uh, she's there with her grandma. She's in sweats and she's just, she's just, there's just, there's always been this draw to her. And I don't know, I, I couldn't explain it to you until I like, can tell obviously now, but I, I, it was weird. It's like, I knew that she was going to be my wife. I knew that she was going to be the love of my life. I, I knew, I knew that no matter what this, this, I had to make this work and I didn't, I know I'm fresh off all this stuff, and you know she doesn't really. I don't know if she knows who, you know who I am, and and you know whatever, and off, off the TV, and so I literally see her go up to go refill her iced tea or whatever, and I'm like, oh, I got a chance, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna talk to her, I'm gonna talk to her, I gotta talk. I, I know she is, like she's. I just this is the craziest thing, and. And, and I go and I talk and I go and I just go to the, I, I pour my friend's drink or my drink into my friend's drink. And she goes, what are you doing? I said, I don't know. I'll be right back. <laughs> like, no game, right? No game whatsoever. And so I go over there, I get to the soda machine and she like looks at me. I look at her. I'm like, what's up? <laughs> I, 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 like, like, like we already knew each other. It was the weirdest thing. And we just, we were just talking. I had this Tough mutter ban because i just done a Tough mutter actually with Chris Lampton and. And, and uh, Tyler and a few other guys that, that were out there in, in Boston. Actually, it was, it was Virginia. Uh, but anyways, uh, she was talking about tough. One. I was like, yeah, we should train sometime. I didn't even ask for her number, bro. Like, I, I, I totally choked. And I went back to my, my table with my tail between my legs. Like, I can't believe I just choked like that. But it was like we knew each other, right? It was, like, it was weird. It was like we had already, like, had these conversations before previously. So anyways, I fast forward two and a half weeks, three like, three weeks later – uh, I'm on a blind date. I'm just not interested. She was cool, but I just, it wasn't, I really, we were we we're a Giants game, right? We we're I'm on my phone the whole time. She's on her phone the whole time. It just wasn't, just wasn't, just wasn't meshing, right? Yeah. I go to my Facebook and in my feed, I see one of her posts. And to this day, I always tell her, I said, don't even lie. You know you were stalking me. You added me on Facebook and I didn't even know about it. <laughs> like, we were already Facebook friends. Like, the weirdest situation, Steve, I can't make this stuff up. Like, it was, it was such a trip, and you know, I as soon as I saw her in my feed, I went straight to her inbox. You know, typical cliche. I hit the DM, bro, yeah and and I, I said, "Hey, listen, I, I I tried to ask you out last time, and I choked. I'm just gonna go do it. How's a guy like me get a get to get a girl like you to go go on a dinner date with me? While well, I'm on a blind date, by the way. Yeah. And and she she said, all you can do is ask, and I was like, uh, I I, I just did, <laughs> and like, and then from that point on, dude, I don't think we spent a
1: day apart, man. That's awesome. I mean, that's yeah. it's well, when you saw her, <clears throat> the time where you choked, and you saw her when you're filling up your drink or whatever. Yeah. When you saw her there, <clears throat> did you know this was the girl that called me a jackass six years previous? No. Okay, no. It, it didn't register. No. Okay.
0: Didn't register yet, but there was there's always this weird connection. Yeah. Always this weird, strong, just distinct connection uh and i i remember that which made me remember the bartending at at, with vienna which which reminded me of the same distinct connection when we met at my magazine release party you know years ago so yeah
1: Mm. well you mentioned um you guys had your first child right before um you had a son right before COVID hit last year in like march of of 2020 um, yep. did, did it overlap at all? Were you in the hospital with masks on at the point, or it hadn't hit yet?
0: So it had just not. Hit. So it was March sixth when he was born, and uh, a few days later we had to shut down our business. Like you know, I, fortunately I I was able to be there when my son was born. I would have been there. I don't I don't think I couldn't have been. Yeah. With my first, I just couldn't. There's no way that I could have missed that. I, I don't I, I don't know how I don't know how people like. Uh, it's the weirdest thing, but like when we were leaving the hospital, you started to see all the quarantine start to happen. And I was like, Oh crap.
2: Yeah.
0: This is, this is getting real. Yeah. And cause my wife actually caught COVID, uh, back in January, uh, with while pregnant and it, and it, and it messed, you know, she was, she did, she, she you know survived it and everything was cool, but she was pretty sick and we didn't know what it was at the point. Right. Cause it, it just had sort of happening last year. And, you know, then we had Kip and it's crazy. It's just, it was just, it, we had to shut everything down. So, that was a good thing is that I got to spend a lot of time with my with my little boy, you know, even though all he wanted was mommy.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, you know, he's, he's he's become a daddy's boy now. And, you know, I'm just I'm so thankful because he was an IBF baby, right? Like we had to do IVF and it was really tough. That's a, that's the oh, you know, okay. you, think, you think you think the TV show and the TV shit's a roller coaster an emotional roller coaster. Nah, man. IVF was the biggest emotional roller coaster journey of my life.
1: Yeah, I can imagine. Well, congratulations to you guys for that. And and for those that don't know, like you, you briefly mentioned it there. But your son's name is Kipton. Is that anything? Yeah. Is is you know, um, Kipton was a very well known name in the Bachelor franchise. Is it just a name that once you met him from the show, you were just like, hey, kind of, I kind of dig that name. If I ever have a son, I'm going to name him Kipton. Or was it Dude, something no? Different? So
0: ironically, I had that conversation a long time ago. Like, so him and Tammy, we were at like some appearances together and stuff, and. Uh, I, dude, I love Kipton. I thought I always thought he was a great dude, like just a really cool, just good, you know, good guy. Yeah. All the way around, and you know, I told him. I said, "Man, Kipton has always been one of my favorite names, bro. Like my favorite of favorite names." And uh, he was like, "What? No way!" I said, "Yeah, dude. Like one of my favorite names ever. I'll probably end up naming my son that." <laughs> and he didn't. He just was like, "That's cool, man. That's that's badass." And so, you know, I've always liked the name. It's never been an issue of anything else, right? Yeah. Like I just like the name.
2: Okay, and
0: and and, and it, it he didn't even know, like I I don't think he even remembered that conversation we had at some event. Along, it was this is like I was with Vienna, right? Like it wasn't even wasn't even like it was nothing like that. But you know, then I when when we had Kip, I was like, man, I I love this name still, and I only know one Kipton, and he's a good looking, good guy. Yeah. So you know, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'll roll with it. I'll roll with it. Yeah.
1: No, oh, um, so, yeah, it's just
0: ironic, man, and it's just you know, it's cool. It's 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 it, it's just you know, it just fit. It you, just fit.
1: You briefly uh, brought it up, but tell everyone um, your your business in um in is it in Clovis or is it in Fresno? The bodybuilding.
0: Clo- yeah, Clovis, California.
1: Okay, so you're in Clovis. You have a business called the um, the bodybuilding, and mm-hmm. explain to people what it is.
0: So. I've always wanted to be in the health and wellness world, right? I've always, I've always done that my whole life. I've always been in good shape, and yeah.
1: I've always cared about helping
0: people and giving back, and so I wanted to do that in my community, and I did that. So we created the bodybuilding. It's a playoff of words. It's the body building, right? So it's a building for your body. Anything you possibly need that's, you know, for recovery, um, aesthetically. So we do, like, cryotherapy. We do chiropractic. You know, um, we have a juice bar. We've got uh, Vasper systems. We've got laser pods. We've got chambers. We've got recovery systems. We got night. I mean, we do stem cell, exosomes, IVs. We do the hangover IVs. Man, I got I got the best injector in town. Um, the best medical director. I mean, we have some incredible, incredible physicians and a team that does so many incredible things. And I'm just so thankful that I was able to put something like that together to give back to our community because you know we, we we're coming up on a four year anniversary um in august and we got this big party planned and you know we're just we're I'm just thankful that, that we were given the opportunity to to build something so unique uh in, in my in my hometown.
1: How how long did you have to shut down when COVID hit?
0: Oh man that was rough. Two two and a half months. Okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it was rough, man. And, and you know what? We didn't, we were essential, right? We we had, we had a great medical team and we had a great chiropractic team. So we were, we're, we're, we, you know, we were essential, but no one was coming in, right? We, California shut everything down. So no one was coming out. And I'm like, dude, I can't keep this overhead. I'm going to lose everything. Yeah. You know, so I had, I had, I, I, and, and I literally made a post like to encourage people, like live like. We're not. We are not canceled. Like we're not closing. We are not going to close. Like we're going to stay open. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> and yeah. then the very next day, I had to eat crow.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. You know, I didn't have. I just I didn't have a choice, man. I would have lost everything if I did.
1: So. Did you have? To, did you end up getting a at least a, um, what are the PPP loans to? Yeah. Yeah. We,
0: yeah. We ended up. We ended up finally getting one of those, and um that helped. You know, and that's why we were able to open before most people everything was back open right we yeah. opened back up in, in two and a half months i think it was literally a year ago to almost to the day i think july actually july 1st was when we reopened so we've been almost reopened a full year mm. uh, you know but we, we we take everything serious everyone my staff is all masked we made sure everyone that was masked you know we we did we did the right thing socially distanced we had the little circles drawn up i mean we 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 just we wouldn't survive if we weren't able to open and that's and we just had to do and you know and a lot of our patients and, and, and you know, clients, they weren't, weren't going to survive. I mean, some that cryo is so good for your body that some people were not able to get out of bed because they weren't able to, to help their bodies. And so we needed to get back open for our patients and, and clients, too. And so that we were just trying as hard as we could. Man, it was just tough. It still is.
1: Yeah. No, I can only imagine. But that's cool that you guys were able to weather that storm because I know that, um, you know, there was an interview that I read where you were just like, yeah, we, you know, it was tough. There was mm-hmm. a point where you're just like, and you had just had a kid. You know, we you yeah, know? Dude, brutal. Yeah, just brutal. <laughs> Your kid was born. You said you know, Kipton was born March sixth, and you know, probably two weeks later, you guys were shut down. And you're probably like, oh shit. You know, I gotta, I gotta provide here, and 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 my business is closed. So I'm sure that was kind of scary times for you.
0: Very, yeah, very, very, very scary times.
1: Well, I mean, it was good to get caught up with you man i mean it's been it's been a few years i'm so glad to hear about your success post show i mean it's really cool that um you've kind of turned it around it's been i you know when we first started talking about this it was amazing that this was stuff was 10 years ago it doesn't seem I'm like thinking. bachelor Par- I, pad sure was 10 we years
0: could ago sit here and talk for another 10 hours <laughs> <laughs> so you yeah. know you it. <laughs> i know
1: i know there's plenty of stuff that there's uh, you know maybe in the future we'll we'll dive in we'll have you on again a yeah. year or so dive into everything Absolutely. but um um, but congratulations with everything, man. I'm really happy for your success, and uh, good luck, and we will definitely be in touch.
0: Thanks, man. I appreciate it, brother. Great to hear from you. Great chatting with you. We'll talk soon.
1: You got it. Thank you so much to Casey for that. Um, I know a lot of people have an opinion on him from Ally Season. Granted, it was 10 years ago. I think people are still holding a, a <laughs> grudge or, or forming an opinion. I mean, I think if you listen to that, you realize, um, again – He's a good dude, really good dude. And, yeah, did he, da- did he say and do some things on TV that you probably didn't agree with 10 years ago? Absolutely. But, again, it's why I have a lot of these contestants on in reality TV. And everyone's got a story, and he certainly has a story. And um, I will include, you know, the, the thing that we talked about when he was on couples therapy with Dr. Jen, I will include um, the link um, to the transcript of what Casey talked about with her. Um, but essentially it goes back to a stepfather that he had growing up, um, that beat him and his brother. And, uh, I will include the link in, um, in my post in my column. So go to realityseve.com If you want to read it, it's, it's only a couple paragraphs long about what, what Casey opened up to Dr. Jen about, and what she said back to him about not letting that, you know, define the rest of your life. So I can understand why he didn't want to get into that, uh, on the podcast. I get it. Um, but would have loved to dive into it with him. Uh, but I I totally respect his wishes there. So thanks again to Casey for coming on. He was great. I, I mean I just I, I love the stuff that he said about the show. How, you know, look, we all know at this point the inner workings of reality TV and how these contestants are pushed to do things. And you know, you ask, well why why don't you just say no? And you, you hear you hear the examples. I mean it's not as easy to say no when you're in that bubble. You and I sitting at home, very easy for us to say. I would have just said no and not done it. I, when you're in that bubble, no, it's not as easy as you think. So, thanks to Casey for coming on. Thanks you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe, and review in an Apple Podcasts. And we will talk to you soon. So uh, for Casey Kale, I'm Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in podcast number 240 and we will talk to you next week see ya